Life is so much more simple than we make it, yet it's so much more complicated. We're living a constant paradox. You know, scientifically, we're living in a universe that's full of stuff, but it's totally empty. It messes with you. And, you know, our puny little brains just cannot really fathom that. I think we put too much importance on having to save the world or having to be the best or having to be the happiest or constantly going on this happiness journey. It's, it's exhausting. Hey team, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. Uh, we've just pulled up after a morning swim, took the family down for a quick swim. It's summertime and it's swim time and if you can, you should, which is, which is an interesting prospect. You can and you should, but we don't. And the question is why? Well, there's factors at play, right? There's addiction to uh, different things. Um, happiness, there's addiction to suffering, there's addiction to pain. You know, let's not get into addiction, even though I brought it up. But look, point being, they say get uncomfortable. And what does that mean? Really, it means not be comfortable. And I, I think short-term addiction is comfortable. And we just need to kind of balance that out. Wow, that was an incredibly deep start to the podcast. Probably too deep for this week's episode. But maybe not deep enough, and that's the question. I just want to introduce, if you're a video watcher on YouTube, uh, young Wilson here, Will Sun. He is, um, he's, the, he's the show's mascot. You know how they, uh, uh, is it look, gnomes? People stole gnomes from people's gardens, and they took them, and they did pictures around the world. Well, Wilson here is my gnome. So Zachary Hawkins from Christchurch, he's a, a, an awesome artist in New Zealand, and he made this little mind-blowing dude for me. Um, w w why did I call him Wilson? Well, he's Will's son. <laughs> I mean, I've got other kids. My kid on camera is, uh, he's crying, but it's all right, buddy. I love you too. Look, it's a homage to Wilson, the Tom Hanks character in Castaway. Uh, fascinated when I re-watched that film, how Wilson represented I don't know the subconscious or 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 that spark that person for Tom Hanks to talk to now we knew that Wilson the volleyball was not real but it was real enough we got it we get and we got who Tom was talking to in that film he was talking to no one it might have been it might have been who we talk to when we pray or when we think or when we when we have that voice in our head that tells us to do uh, or not to do things so incredibly deep, but that's the that's the journey we're on in this podcast. Please blow my mind. If it's your first time here, I want to say thank you for joining us on the podcast. Uh, what do we do? Well, well, we have this mobile van and we cruise around the place and we talk to people about life. We talk to people about meaning and and the unknown part, which is very fascinating for me because. We live in a time where we are encouraged to know everything, or at least pretend we know everything, and I think that's a very dangerous zone. We don't know most things, and when you settle with that, you realize that that's nothing to be scared about. That, 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 that can be hopeful. That can be meaningful. The fact that you will never know everything. So that's great. It means you have an internal and an external reason to always live. What do you reckon, Wilson? Boom, he's nodding his head. This week's episode is with my good friend Daniel Harbordunk. He joined me on the podcast uh, from Sunpix. 
Post, which is a post-production facility in Newmarket, Auckland. Uh, we rocked up into the car park and we rocked deep in our minds for a conversation. Um, look, this is a deep one. We were talking about this idea of fasting. Fasting uh, meaning not eating and how interesting it is. Well, I pose the question, when you purposefully don't eat when you bring that burden into your life do you have to acknowledge you know the people around the world and the people around Aotearoa who who don't get to eat but they don't choose to make that decision it's forced upon them uh, it's a kind of tricky one because Daniel's uh, conversation to me was about how we don't have to guilt ourselves because it's been proven scientifically that fasting is healthy for us uh, done the correct way so look we pontificate is that even a word I'm just making that up maybe uh, we hypothesize this idea of what it means to fast and and how kind of counterintuitive being hungry makes you healthier you know where it's like it's like a I think I give the metaphor in the episode that we're mentally obese that we are taking in all of this stuff all of the time and sometimes we need a mental fast and what does that mean well that's a question that we have to work out that you probably have to ponder for yourself what does it mean to to not do something and in this world where we don't get recognized for not doing something uh, how counterintuitive it feels to 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 be actively not pushing and how that can be healthy for you it's a very interesting prospect and there are no real answers but that's not the point of this podcast. I, I guess the point of the podcast is acknowledgement and that sometimes uh, to remind ourselves that we think we're talking to something when really it's just a volleyball or a cool little sculpture that an artist made. Let's not confuse Wilson as, as a real thing. I mean, maybe Wilson is a real thing. But you know what's a real thing is my other son behind the camera and the other ones sitting in the van. And they're the ones that we should be making sure we talk to as well. It's cool to talk to Wilson, just don't over Wilson your mind. Whew. Okay, I think we're done. It's time to get into the episode with Daniel Harbordunk. Uh, thank you everyone for joining me. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes and beyond. And most importantly, thank you all for blowing my mind. Welcome to Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. Please blow my mind. Whoa. That's the goal, brother. Get joy in your lives yeah. every day. No, I'm just simply looking to be 1% better every day. I get it, man. We're together on that. That is mind-blowing. We've got a work cut out for us. It's the thing that inspires me to continue on. Everything happens, and then we find a reason. You just went deep. Daniel, man, welcome back to the podcast. It's been uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, all right. What's yeah. been happening? You've been blowing your mind. I mean, you have been, eh? That's our journey, right? Yeah, that's our journey. Is I mean, it? all you have to do is cast your way back time back half an hour when we're sitting in the cafe. We've yeah. really talked about everything we want to talk about, and now we're just sitting here, just a little bit late. <laughs> And trying to rehash all our golden moments. Well, we're always trying to rehash golden moments. Let's from 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 babies. Yes. All the way through, it seems life is a life is destined to be a rehash. We're trying to get back to that happiest day. All of our all of our movies, all of our storytelling. It's all about these tranquil times. What we were talking about, though, is yeah. purposefully putting in what's opposite to tranquil. Crap. Crap. I don't Stink. know. Stink. 
suffer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Getting back to whole, the whole suffering idea, that's yeah. what we were debating, wasn't it? The what? whole suffering idea. We're both on fast at the moment, yeah. and we're trying to figure out what that means. Are we doing this for ourselves in order to suffer so yeah. we don't have to suffer in other areas? Or what are we really doing this? Why are we really doing this? Well, why are you, why are you purposefully not eating? Well, the idea is I've just been, it's the, it was the end of the year. I've had a, you know, a, it was been a long year and I just felt full all the time. Like, mm. it's like my stomach was always up to here and it should have really be down there. Mm. And, um, and I didn't really enjoy eating anymore and I just felt slow. I felt sluggish. Mm. I couldn't think very fast. I just needed a break. And I do my little 10 minute meditations every day. Yeah. And even sitting there, I'm thinking... Why is most of my being up right under my rib cage? You know, there's a whole nother part of my body which I don't really, I'm not in tune with. Mm. So, my idea is to actually get in tune back with my stomach. And part of that is to, you know, give it a break. You know, stop putting so much shit into it. Let's have a couple of days where you can just, I still nourish myself. It's not like I'm not eating, eating. Well, I'm not eating, but I'm having that lemon detox right diet which is with just water maple syrup cayenne pepper and lemon juice mm. and that's it because mm. of the maple syrup you've got the sweetness so gotcha there is no lapse in energy whatsoever yeah the first couple of days are the hardest uh we talked about before we you get quite grumpy in the first two days correct because your body's going to shock it's going why are you eating you know yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah. else is eating around you whenever they want it's really hard just to strip it back and say no nah, not for me yeah but after the second day, you actually don't, you don't want to put food in your mouth constantly just because you get up or you think yeah. it's meant to. Yeah. Your body's starting to react, oh, you know, I've got plenty of reserves. You don't need to shovel <laughs> any more shit in it. Yeah. And another thing I found after, say, the third day is you crave fresher, fresher food. Right. Like even chocolate or anything that doesn't have a really... Um, it's almost like a plant that doesn't feel alive, like a, anything that's fried, that doesn't add to your, I guess, well-being. Mm. Your body's going, yeah, don't have that. Have some fruit or mm. have some strawberries. And, you know. Let me quickly ask you something. <clears throat> and I don't really expect you to have an answer, but, you know, this is how we roll, right? Yeah. Do you think everything you just, des just described, if you put it in the context of the mind, yeah. is the same? Like... Do you think our minds get so full yeah. and we never give it a chance to fast? Yeah. Do you think if we, we're overweight in our minds? Yes. Do you think if you we're look... We're ridiculously obese. I think any anxiety is a result of a mind being obese. Mm. That's really it. Okay, hey? well, let's pause on that because that's a hell of a concept, right? Our minds can take in so much. So... Are we, we're overfeeding it. It makes sense. The mm. The world now is 24 hours. I mean, it's always been 24 hours, but we get to see, we, we get a portal in. Social media, you know, movies, Netflix, binge watching is a portal into a 24-hour space. Yeah. Into where we've co condensed hours and actually unlimited hours. And that's just watching. We're outside. We just heard a truck go by. Yeah. We've still got to carry on with our normal lives. There's interactions. There's new relationships, old relationships, new issues, old issues. And I guess what's interesting is you can quickly see how you can get 
overweight because of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm speaking overweight in the mind. Yeah, yeah. And so when we say detox, uh, I don't think it's enough. I don't no. think it's enough to just add a little bit of honey and a bit of lemon into the diet. I think, we're, think so? we're talking about like <laughs> if it's fasting, if it's being hungry physically, yeah. we've got to be hungry mentally then. Yes. And what does that mean? You have to. I guess what um, I guess you're talking about. We're talking about fasting. Like, a, what's a mental fast? A mental fast is. Well, just speak about it the same as a physical fast. Yeah, yeah. So, the, what is that? So, what are the tools that we have for mental fasting? Which is the whole. Well, it's meditation. Yep. And which is it's meant to be doing that, mm. and it's also uh, meant to be. Uh, mindfulness as well. I hate that term, mindfulness. Yeah, because, because our minds are already full. We hate Why it. would you then have mindfulness again on top of that? It's like, yes, you're being in the present moment, but all your focus is in the present moment. It doesn't get rid of all the backlog of shit <laughs> as well. So you're not, you're not purging anything. You know, the only thing you're purging is like your short-term memory. You know, you're forgetting people's names or you're forgetting what you had for dinner or, mm. or you, you're not taking in all those beautiful moments in life where well, you fruit know, doesn't taste nice because you you've got mcdonald's in your system or you're, you're eating it on your way to work and you're going through traffic or you're thinking about something else yeah. we're always constantly multitasking i guess mindfulness at least is you're only concentrating on one thing but it is it's just like you're overwhelming senses is that you're only concentrating on one thing it's like saying you're only eating apples and you're fa- so you're not fasting. You have to physically not eat. Yes. You have to not take in calories for your body to go into a different mode. So to mentally fast, yes. you have to not do something. And how do you do that? Yeah, well, that's the... That's is that what exercise is? Because when you're exercising and you're physically... flowers. No, but when you're exercising and you're running... Your body is totally, um, I think that's why people love exercise and get addicted to, you know, these, these things. Personally, I, I've got a real disdain for exercise. I don't know, that's a mental block thing. Oh, well, we're going to get you on the 100 burpees a day <laughs> challenge. Um, I'll just try the fasting instead <laughs> rather than having to actually do any physical work. But I think it's part it of the interesting? problem. It is, oh, totally. Well, well, we, we can put a pin in that for later. Yeah, yeah, it is. I've lost, lost my train of thought. Well, you were talking about uh, exercise, why people like it. Yeah, because I know that when I do, you know, I, I like gardening. You know, I'd like getting out and mucking around the dirt and lifting heavy things. Yeah. That gets my heart rate up. And you do, your brain slows down because your physical body is just taking over. So your physical body is doing 70% of the work and your brain is only working at 30%. So it's got... It thinks about really slow things or mundane things. Mm. It's not trying to come up with, you know, big solutions to life's problems. You're just doing. And maybe that's... But it's really hard to do. Finding the time to just do and potter around and do these mundane things. Because, well, especially in our society, we're we're so full on. At 7 o'clock in the morning, you get up, you check your phone, you're checking Facebook... You have breakfast, watching the morning show, then you go to work, and you drive to work, and you listen to the radio, or you listen to your podcast, you're yeah. feeding the mind at work, you're yeah. nine hours, you're thinking about other things on the way home, same again, podcast, radio, watch the news at night, then watch a movie, and you've been thinking the whole bloody day for 16 hours straight, and then people wonder, why oh, I can't get to sleep. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, it's because you've filled your, <laughs> filled your mind full of junk food. Well, just full of food. Yeah. Even to go to bed hungry, they reckon you don't sleep well. Even if it's No, great. sorry, if you go to bed full, over yeah. full. Yeah. And that's when it turns to fat because yeah. you're not burning it. Okay, so what about... So can the mind burn? Yeah. Like when you then sleep, what happens if you wake up the next morning and you haven't burned off all that mental fat from the day before and now multiply that for 360 days a year and multiply that by five to ten years in a working environment no yeah, wonder people have are a mental crashing. heart attack yeah yeah I, th- I think that's exactly it we need to be dumber for a uh, will no i disagree i think we need to be smarter how would we be smarter well we know no, there's no, certain... No, 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 you don't, 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 you just got to keep on track, you just got to keep on track, so we know there's foods that are bad for you, we know yes. there's foods that are good for you, we can assume then that there is a mental food that's good for you and there mental food that's bad, that bad for you. thoughts that are bad for you and right. thoughts that are good so, for you. So, going for an hour walk in the bush is mental thoughts that are good for you. Just Providing like, you're walking through the bush, looking at the trees and appreciating nature and not thinking about can, a problem from yesterday. No, but you can't help it. If you go for a five-minute walk, you can think about things from yesterday. Yes. If you go for an hour walk that includes a few stairs, mm. those stairs are what triggers that fast. Mm. Triggers the burning of mental calories. Okay. You're doing that once a week. What about... That's why we like days? exercise, yeah. to answer your question. Yeah, yeah. Because it triggers something. It does. We just have to make sure that we're aware of it. And we have to get ourselves into that bush. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that every day? Well, you do 100 burpees. (laughs) And now let me tell you. So you didn't know I was doing 100 burpees because I'm not really posting it onto my private stuff. It's more on my please blow my mind, which you clearly don't follow, but that's fine. And for people that don't know what burpees are, uh, it's not burpees (laughs) as in having a beer and then burping. (laughs) Tell us what burpees are. No, that is exactly what I'm doing. 100 of those a day. (laughs) Okay. So the premise was I did two podcasts with two, actually three quite remarkable people. This is where this idea of suffering comes in, but I'll, yeah. I'll um, voluntary suffering. We'll maybe hit on that later. So we have uh, we have Gareth and Tom, and they are the world record holders for flipping a 94 kilogram tire, I think, for 24 hours. Mm. Um, and then I spoke to a fellow called Albie, who he has the world record. I think it's a world record. Uh, when I spoke to him, it wasn't confirmed okay but he went after the world record for 60 hours boxing a boxing bag and i spoke to those guys like a couple months apart and it sat with me this question sat with me which is life's hard enough right life's tough it throws things at you it it can seem like there's no hope some days but it's mentally tough not physically tough well 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 uh well it's physically tough if you're not healthy Okay, well, stay with me here. I I asked myself, I said, why, with life being tough enough, why are you adding more tough things into your life? That seems so counterintuitive because we're already, we just said it in this conversation. We listen to the podcast on the way to work. You can fill your day up with stuff. Mm. These people were adding more things into their time, physically challenging things physically challenging also mentally challenging right like you've got to stand there for 30 hours and punch the bag that's a mental as much mental exercise Mm. as physical Uh, so I thought the realisation was after talking to them was that they voluntarily put hard things 
into their day, into their life. And I thought, I've got to do that. Right. So I thought of the thing I hate the most in exercise. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I one is long distance running and the yes. other one is burpees. Right. And so I said, I'm going to, I looked online. So explain what burpees are. Yeah, well, it's a, 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 I'll cut to the wide camera and I'll show you. Okay. Um, Okay, Will is doing like a, a push-up and then he jumps up and does almost like a star jump. So okay. I was explained, it was explained to me that it's one of the most perfect exercises because every muscle group gets its own workout. Right. Okay. And I looked online. It actually looks quite fun. That might be exercise. Well, and uh, you don't need a big space to do it. Correct. So I looked online and it was a challenge, 100 burpees, okay. 100 days. And I thought, that's my burden. I'm going to take that and I'm going to voluntarily include that into my day. Now, little did I know that I couldn't do a burpee on day one. I couldn't do it. Really? Because there's muscles in your abs, your lower abs, yeah. that push your legs out and pull them back in. And I couldn't do over five. Oh, wow. I couldn't do over five. And I'm someone who has a hardcore sports background, even though I have a lot of, uh, what would you call me, like a seal? I have a lot of reserves. Mm-hmm. Underneath there is a pretty well-conditioned athlete. Yep. Well, that used to be. Anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> I started, and on day one, I had to do 100. Wow. And the unbelievable fear of having that burden of 100 when you couldn't do one, I didn't know what to do. Wow. So this is what I did, bro, is I, in stages, got down to the ground and then got back up. And that's what I did a hundred times during well, the day. That seems like a sensible way. You know, you don't want to ease yourself into anything new. Yep. Otherwise, you're just going to end up hurting yourself. Correct. Because I couldn't do it. Mm. Day two, couldn't do it. Had to go down. By day three or four, my body was like, hey, man, what are you up to? Right. So it started to help me a little bit. Anyway, flash forward to like 50-something days, and I can now, like my... I can do 40 burpees in a row. Wow, that's you know, awesome, I, I The goal is 100, so some yeah. days I do sets of 10. Other day, like last night, I did four sets of 25. But my point is, is that, like, that burden has become my friend. It's become my rock that right. I grab, and I walk up that hill every day. And I get it why these guys go after these really hard things to do, because you kind of have control a little bit mm. from the chaos yes. it's your burden yes. it's your thing to grab onto it's your and personal it's, fight yeah, isn't it? yeah yeah and it can get a bigger ball it can be this huge ball all i have to do is not do burpees for one day yeah and i have 200 the next day oh okay right and so it's, this ball is doubled yes if i don't do it there's 300 yeah. for three days so i've got to keep i've got to just contain the burden of that mm. so I get immense satisfaction even talking about it. You know, yes. I'm, I'm pumped even talking about it. But but there's something else about you just, it's so counterintuitive. You wouldn't think that adding in something hard would be good for you. Is it more of like a change is good at a holiday? Because like mentally thinking mm. and even physically, you know, right. you're, you're getting your body to do something it usually doesn't do. Mm. So it's using reserves and muscles. It's never really used before. So chances are those muscles are pretty fresh and you probably have um, access to a lot of energy within those muscles. I think same with something mentally. If you do yep. something totally yep. different or think about something totally different yep. or try and think about nothing, yep. it's such a change for the brain that you're starting to use different synapses to You wake other things in, up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it, it. It's like that's it. taking a different way to work. That yep. Just that can just totally make your day into something a lot more magical. Taking because, your yeah. podcast in the van outside now 
I get to see a different view every yes. time. It makes the conversation uh, interesting. And you're still in the van, Correct. kind of. You used to have a bit of safety. Yes. We know where we are. That's we can right. grab onto something. We're in a car park. How glamorous is this? For <laughs> but here's what we can't do. We can't control every car coming there. No. We have to acknowledge people walking past. But we're embracing the chaos. Correct. Isn't that... It is. Because so there's other, a runner going past. Yep. There's a nice car going They're past. They're looking at us thinking, They're should we call the cops? We had someone here earlier taking um, paparazzi photos of us. That's so true. Because you're famous. That's right. Wow. But Don't see, tell everyone. Okay, so what is the opposite to consequence? That's out of uh, left field? What do you mean by that? Oh, no, it's not out of Consequ- left field. I, I will bring it back. So there's this idea... Calming consequences? Or what are you, what are you Consequence in general. Like, uh, ah. uh, what I want to say is something like um, unintended consequences. Unintended consequences. So when we do this, when we put ourselves in this scenario, yes. there's unintended consequences that are good for us so yes. when I did my burpees I only thought about trying to get through 100 yes. here's what I didn't realise here were the unintended consequences using other muscles that I hadn't used who knows how good that is for my mental stability right mm. all of a sudden all these synapses turning on saying woohoo thank you for finally doing it yeah. uh, I was outside for 20 minutes once a day I record each session Okay. I looked back and there's always green behind me. How many oh. unintended consequences was I taking in? Yeah. This one goes deep, bro. <laughs> when I do it in the sunlight, yes. the back of my legs get sun. Right. And I wondered as an unintended consequence, what if the research shows in years to come <laughs> that you need a certain amount of sun on the back of your legs? Yes. Yes. Who's getting it? The burpee guy. The burpee guy. Okay, and here's another one, and then we'll move on to something else. I'm going deep now. Yeah, good. I got up and down. I get up and down 100 times a day. We say, we love a saying, something like, pull yourself up from the bootstraps. Mm. Pick yourself up. My problem with those things is no one ever says how. Because it's impossible. No, no, no. You can't pick yourself up. You've got to learn how to pick yourself up physically you got to get yourself to the ground. Mm. Okay, put it another way. They say, wow, Daniel's so grounded. <laughs> you know, he doesn't, he's so successful, but he's so grounded. Okay. In okay. what context are you saying this? There's a physical ground. Right. And the guy who gets on the ground a hundred times a day. Yes. Literally is grounded. And then guess what that person does? They get themselves up. Mm-hmm. hundred times a day unattended consequence mm. so the world registers 100 burpees 100 days wow congratulations but all of these other things in you I think I, I understand what you're saying I hope like you get, do. Yeah, no, no. getting grounded um, like every time you do a burpee yep. you've got two things or well, you're doing, doing three things actually you're, you're going down to the ground yes you're getting a totally different perspective yep. you know that when you're on the ground you're not stuck there forever Correct. You are physically moving yourself up. Not only do you get up, you bloody jump. Yeah. So you now you're getting another perspective. So within that action, you're getting three different perspectives. And I'm wondering if subconsciously, when you're putting your body through different contortions like that, mentally it gives you like an edge. So when you're then perceiving a problem, you know, okay, I'm seeing this problem just from this one perspective. What does it look like from a burpee from the ground? What does it look like if mm-hmm. I jump over it mm-hmm. kind of thing? 
And I think all those kind of things, those unintended consequences that you're talking about, I think that's very valid. I think you're right. I, you're right. Well, I feel like I'm right yeah. because I'm the person putting myself down and up. And these are just the positive bits of yeah. the, bur- the burden. Yeah. The stink bits are really stink. Like, I don't want to go out at night. Yeah. So I'm not talking like, yay, I don't want to go out and do 100. Some days it's too much for me. So what did I learn out of that? Well, some days I'm up for the challenge and I'll see how many I can do in a row. Other days, I don't want a bar of it. So mm. do you know what I do now? Is I just do lots of little sets. Right. And that's my strategy mentally yeah. to get through. I, I, I know I have to do 100, but it's how you do it, which is so amazing for me because it means that I don't... There's multiple ways of doing 100. Yes, you know? that's right. If, if I think of 100 days, it's too much. If I think of how many burpees I've done, so 53 or 54 days in a row, that's 5,400 burpees. You've that's, done 50 days already? Yeah. Wow. That's too much for me to consider. Yeah. But 10 burpees tonight times 10 yes. is okay. And I wonder if there's a lesson in that for life. Like uh, the Australian fires, that's, that's talking about 10,000 burpees. And that's right. saying, do it. Fix 10,000 burpees. Now, who's meant to fix that? Well, you have to break it all the way we down. We talked about this, hey, um, for those of those you listening, Will and I, we almost argued about this point. Yeah. Um, about taking on, like, global responsibilities. Yeah. How dare you feel good when there's people starving or well, when, we, the, when a country is b- burning. Correct. When you feel good or you're trying to do something or, like, fasting... How, how unfair is your fasting compared to people that can't eat? Now, just because you're surrounded by abundance of food, I was arguing the fact, why, because you have an abundance of food around you, do you have to take advantage of that morning, midday and evening to mm. constantly eat and take advantage just to appease some guilt because if you didn't have that food, you could be starving kind of thing. And I argued the fact it's all about a balanced thing and it's got nothing to do with everyone else. It's a, it's something inside of you. You know, mm. I'm trying to, as individuals, the best we can do and to be the happiest we can be is to get some sort of balance. And that's what all this is about. You know, we have these extremes of existence and living and routine and responsibilities that you need to find your own balance. And that own balance is exercise. It is meditation. It is mindfulness. Unfortunately, our society is not built for balance. Yeah. Our, we are what... What is it? A left brain society. So everything is logical and methodical. You, you clock in, you clock out. You've got a 40-hour working week. You've got payments you need to make on a weekly, monthly basis. Those are things you really cannot change unless you go nomadic. Mm. So all of us are pulling ourselves up on those bootstraps, trying to fit into this ridiculous, insane model we call society. But we're doing the best that we do with it. And that, that in itself is a suffering. So when you try then to do the best for yourself, finding that balance, that's it. You know, this is what, this is the best it can get. There is no magic happiness pill. You will never reach a state of nirvana and stay there. The best you can hope for is to have a goal, achieve the goal, feel it, and then you're on to the next thing. You know, there's never that satisfaction. Well, this is difficult for me because I kind of agree and kind of disagree. Okay. So I think we also talked about the fact that we... How dare you disagree? I'm a guest on your show. Triggered. 
Um, <laughs> you and your dog beat it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, no, look, look, look. Yeah. We also talked about uh, this idea that we might be starving mentally, right? That the fact that we... I don't think we're starving, but I think we're malnourished. Well, I'm taking it more physical world. So oh, okay. we're talking about starving people yeah. and how ironic it is that we can choose to not eat when people can't make that decision. They're forced to not eat. But on the same side, let's say Western society or whatever we live in, well, Western society, we, we, we're like choosing not to think. No, we're forced not to be able to think. So it ends up starving us. You know, like mental health is huge in the Western world. It's like we're the, we're the opposite. Mm. And when you said left and right brain, I was like, oh, maybe that's what it is. One kind of working against the other, or one trying to, they, they work different ways, but they kind of, doesn't matter how you do it, you end up somewhere bad, bad if you don't look after it, you right. know? So... So you're taking on that responsibility for that's that. why I think it's not totally bad to take on that that guilt because <laughs> it's just what you <laughs> that do statement, with it. It's not bad to take on guilt. It's yes, just, it is. It's just what you guilt do is, with it. Guilt is a negative energy. It is. It is bad for you. You can choose to take it on, no, but you well, can't say it's good for you it, to be. I think guilty. it helps you understand. That's what we were talking about, right? Mm. It helps us when we're hungry and we know we've done it by choice. We should know that there's a difference between doing that for health benefits yes. and not having the choice. And the choice to not have food is the insight. But you can't relate it to anything if you don't acknowledge that there are people who don't. I'm not saying fix it. Yeah. I'm but just, what's the benefit of having this constant? Because you can put it's guilt... It's not constant, though. It is, because no matter what you do, someone is going to be less fortunate and not be in the same position as you to be able to do exactly the same what you're doing. Yeah, but yes, (laughs) but then you should say they will have their own version of that where there's things you take for granted that they don't. Maybe it's mental health. We've gone too deep. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I'm drowning here. <laughs> I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't we've know gone what too you deep. mean. <laughs> no, I but it's good. Uh, I, I yes. I, I kind of know what you're saying, but this is the whole problem. I, don't, I can't be responsible for everything that happens in the world. And yes, you can have empathy and sympathy, and, uh, and that is part of the human condition. But... Wouldn't it be nice to just go about your day sometimes where you're not guilty, don't feel guilty, or you don't feel like... Because at the moment, we are. everyone is so woke. No matter who's privileged, they are, um, you know, disadvantaged against, or, you know, you're thinking about them in a negative mm-hmm. way because they have it better than you. I, I was saying the um, example to you earlier about millionaires, you know. Because we're not millionaires... We will probably say, we see a millionaire as a lucky bastard, you know? You know, who did he rip off to get to where he is? So we haven't, we project a negative image onto this, this person. What if we actually change that and say, look at that guy, he's a millionaire. Wow, he must have worked really hard to where he's gotten and made a lot of sacrifices. You know, good on him, you know, that's really good. We don't have that at all. We, we look at someone more privileged than us and see them in a negative light. You can go the other way and 
be you know overwhelmed by them or you want to aspire to be them but why can't we just accept good on them they're doing really well in life mm. and leave it at that mm. rather than projecting all this other book onto this that we don't actually know about could the answer be that we don't properly think it through so, oh yeah, no, it's reactive. You don't acknowledge that person as being a person who yes. probably sacrificed. So this this was my point. Yeah. When you acknowledge that people don't have the choice to eat or not, they just don't have food. You've acknowledged where the darkness can go. Yes. When you otherwise, it's just people who can't eat, people who don't have food. So when you t- talk about the guy who has more, who's a millionaire. The thought but how do you know he's better off? How do you know he's not a millionaire who's got brain cancer and he dies in two weeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You so, know, you're looking at one aspect, and yeah. same with people starving. You're looking at one aspect, they have one lack in life, probably more, but you know, you, you're focusing on one little thing mm-hmm. that defines them. And you're, you're focusing on the millionaire of one little thing, he's got more than a million dollars in the bank, that defines him, and you're projecting what you're... Your expectation is of that person. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know that a starving person in Africa is only starving for three months of the year. The other eight months, or other nine no, like months, said, <laughs> only starving. <laughs> no, no. But you know, put it in context. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. might be surrounded by the most lovely community. Yeah. They may get aid for those times when it's really bad. I'm totally generalizing here. And no, but we're but imagining. It is, but yeah, but look at it from a totally different point of view. And this is why it's so upsetting. People make up their minds about different things and cultures from one little idea they have of that culture, and no one sees the individual. And I think if we're going to wake up, we're going to realize we're a global community of individuals. But see, that's the guilt you're talking about. Mm. If you articulate it like that and you run through the story, regardless if it's right and wrong, you've centered it back. Mm. So you've given the positive and the negative. That's right. You've actually... You're actually agreeing with me because you're saying that you need to put yourself in the rich person's shoes for good and bad. They might have a a brain cancer. They may be super happy. They might uh, have something in their childhood which is fueling them today to give them that X factor that they need to earn a lot of money. Mm. You've done the thought pattern. You've realized it. And then you can carry on. You can carry on uh, fasting. (laughs) With guilt. <laughs> no, you don't have guilt. Because, you do, you because nowhere guilt. did I say you have to fix the food-starving problems of the world. No, but you, you, which you're is saying what we that, try and do today, which is what woke people do. But you're saying that if you're starving, you told me this in the cafe yep. because I was fasting. You said, well, you should really be thinking about people that are starving. Correct. So why would you starve but I didn't yourself? Say, I didn't say feel sorry. I said you should acknowledge, or aware, or acknowledge. that you have the choice. Yes. And that comes with good and bad things. <laughs> but you're making me feel guilty about but having you're, to do You're that. making you feel guilty. <laughs> I'm just saying acknowledge the damn story. No, I'm not. You are. <laughs> <laughs> so what am I doing when I do 100 burpees a day? Yes. Uh, I am um, acknowledging that it's hard. Yes. That um, some people can't do it. That. Uh, so give a thought to someone... You know, disabled, they yep. can't actually do a burpee. Yeah. So after your burpees, do you then think, you know, I'm really blessed that I can do burpees because there's some people that can't do burpees? Sheepers, yes. We should do that with everything because they will have other things that they can do that we can't. 
And that's how it all makes sense, that we all have something that others don't have. And this is that's why it gets religious for me, right. because that is a master plan. Regardless if you call it evolution or grand design, yeah. that's some gangster shit to make a system that constantly reminds, that constantly takes away and produces all in this cycle. I think you're asking a lot of the, the human mind and the condition. Really? Yes. Because I feel no like... No wonder we're exhausted by... Imagine everything you do throughout the day you are seeing both sides. You, you actually can't. It's impossible. It's, a, it's impossible for you to be constantly balanced. What does yin-yang tell you? That there's a balance in life. No, it tells you that there's a good and a bad. No, there, there's a balance in life. There's, 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 there's difference, the balance, and the difference is between each other two. But it doesn't matter. what you. It depends on the point of view. You're saying good and bad. What is good? What is bad? What is your definition of good? What is your definition of bad? It differs from person to person. Hi, Paul. And that basically, there is no good or bad. Mm. There's only your perspective of what the... Well, what your perspective is. So yin and yang is balance. You've got to have the light to have the dark. You've got to have the dark to have the light. Light can be bad for you. Yes. If, if, you're, if yes. you're a deer and a hunter's got a gun and he can see you perfectly, you're going to get shot. You've just acknowledged it. What? Yin and yang. You broke it further down. This it's is a balance. That's what I'm saying. You're saying it's good and bad, yes. but it's, it's not. And how do we perceive yin and yang? Symbol. A trendy surfy symbol. So, I guess my point, bro, well, it's is... it's negative and positive. You, you it's have, black and white. You have the capacity to go deeper in, right? Yeah. We all do, but it's a choice to go deeper in. And that's what... For me, I call it acknowledgement. Acknowledging what it is gives you insight. But if you're grateful you for something, doesn't that acknowledge that... That kind of evens it out, doesn't I it? I think the grateful bit comes after when you finally get food. Because that's something we're not really, you know, we're not really grateful. You know, when, mm. when you go through fast food, you don't sit in front of and go, Definitely. oh, I'm so thankful for the guy behind the counter yeah. slapping this burger together <laughs> and squishing a little bit of sauce on there yeah. and giving me this mangled piece of bun that has a little bit of fat in it for flavoring. <laughs> Are you thankful for that? <laughs> well, probably not as thankful as you would could right, be, you right. know. So what would it take then for you to be thankful for that moment because you can find a way to be thankful for that moment yes can't you but you can't I think the way I understand your argument is you want to be thankful every time you do something straight away what about maybe at the end of the day sitting down for 10 minute meditation and think I've had a great day it's been good and you're thankful for that experience what I got from your argument is that as soon as you do something you need to reflect on it and find the opposing no, element no. to it. You have to find the balance in it. After there, every thought. There which is, is, no, 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 not after every thought. That would be silly. Yeah. But, like, you just explain yin and yang to me. <laughs> and it's the balance. Yes. So, why wouldn't you take the opportunity to find the balance in things that are hard? Okay, think about it as... I'm not a, saying every day. Yeah, think about it hard. as a sine wave. You know, you've got... Everyday life, it goes up, down, up, down, up, down in, you know, very small increments. And then over the span of a month, 
you have ups and downs that are a bit more dramatic, like you, you know, your car needs a new tyre. And then over a year, you might even have spikes where you have a death in the family or you win the lottery. You know, you've got, there's this constant balance of a whole different frequency layers. And I think that's what our mental state is too. You can't be aware of absolutely everything. You can have a general purpose in life to be grateful for most things, mm-hmm. but sometimes you're going to be a selfish bastard and sometimes you're going to be, you know, have a lot of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, it probably evens out, you know, for most part. There, are, of course, are exceptions, but you don't have to be grateful at the end of every bloody day. Mm. And I think that that's my argument. Uh, it's, it's not, I guess, instant karma. I don't think it's that instant. There are... There are you can have a, a personality that is generally just pleasing and is happy about most things. But to be honestly and to the core grateful for every experience and then see everyone else's side from that same experience. You're talking about probably enlightenment, mm-hmm. which gives you a clue at least how everything fits together. But even enlightened people, you know, there are enlightened people that are assholes. You know, it doesn't fix everything. You're just more aware of other things going on around you or you can get a different perspective yeah should you wish to just because you know the bus timetable doesn't mean you have to take the bus you know and that's that's kind of what i'm learning and thinking about these days so let's talk about bus timetables. i I, I don't know what you mean by taking the bus that's gone think about it that's a that's an intended consequence uh, i feel like though we're speaking probably at a different plane to each other and it might not be far off, but I'm not saying take everything on. In fact, I'm saying the opposite. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're saying the opposite of what you said before. No, that's not true. <laughs> I, <I'm laughs> We've gone too deep. No, I'm what, let's let's I just put out to the audience. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Well, I don't Ultimately, know, maybe they've clicked off because it's like <laughs> I can't handle these dudes arguing. No, no, but this, this is what debate is though, you know, yes. And you know what? I You've think got we're your agreeing. Way. We're agreeing. I know we're totally agreeing on one level, but we're seeing it from totally different Well, I ends. think you think that I think <laughs> <laughs> That's how every good argument starts, mm, eh? That's how I go analyze this one. Straw man each other. Yeah. I think Daniel thinks that I think that <laughs> he thinks you should acknowledge all of the bad stuff because that will make you feel better about the good stuff. And I'm saying that's not what you should do because we shouldn't assume that A, it is worse than how we have it or B, that there's no good things that come out of that. Because I just said it, adding in a burden to your life, voluntary, has given unintended consequences. So just like we have a mental health crisis in New Zealand with people committing suicide, you know, rapidly. Mm, Yeah. This is that. This is that starvation in our society. Yeah. That we can get ourselves to a point where it's not worth living. Where there's no choice. It feels like there's no choice. You are being forced into some type of mindset that is not worth living. And I don't think it's on us to feel guilty. In fact, I think that is the default for our society where we do feel guilt because we don't know what to do. I think it's on us really to, um, it's hilarious, I think the camera is struggling with the exposure, so now it's, you're in the dark and I'm in the light. 
actually no i'm in the light here uh okay i've got the light oh well yin and yang you just told me light, it, light sometimes <laughs> kills you is what you said <laughs> it does <definitely. laughs> i'm in the firing line here i'm, I'm exposed whereas you can hide in the shadows well look it's a fun thing to do i think this is us uh doing exactly what we should do this is how you pull yourself back from those um you know from that monotony from the from well, the feeling the of color isn't it it's, it's like you've got two extremes like life is so much more simple than we make it yet it's so much more complicated we're living a constant paradox you know scientifically we're living in a universe that's full of stuff but it's totally empty. Yeah. You know, it, it, it messes with you. Yeah. And, you know, our puny little brains just cannot really fathom that. The only thing we can kind of make work for ourselves is just, you know, get in tune with our own bodies, accept who we are as a person and meander through life. Mm. You know, that's the best we can do. There is no, I don't know. I think we put too much importance on having to save the world or having to be the best or having to be the happiest or constantly going on this happiness journey and never being content and it's it's exhausting don't yeah, you think so no no it's not exhausting i think because you're on the dark world you no, don't no, know no. maybe uh, it's the sun's <laughs> killing you bro melanoma's got you i'm sweet i'm getting I'm sunburned sweet, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh no look at that. you vampire your getting, yeah. um <laughs> No, I think that it's beautiful that we have to wrestle with the complexity even when it feels like there's nothing. It doesn't feel like there's nothing. It doesn't feel like it's meaningless. It doesn't feel like we... No, that's, it's, yeah, it's not meaningless, yet it is. Yes, but when you say it is, we give ourselves permission to, you know, not marvel, don't we? Hmm. We give it, but we don't want that. We want to marvel. Yes. We want to. We want to push, push to find ways to excite ourselves. We don't want to fall into a default, which is uh, everyone's got to be even. Um, we've got to pay to make iPhones, and to do that, uh, we're going to treat humanity like an algorithm, mm. where we get up and we can we can put forty thousand through, and this is this profit. That's the surest way to not want to live. Mm. I mean, we have to trade in some of that, which is what I think we do quite well. You know, it's like we go to work and... Because it's not all about free spirits, man. No. I'm going to do whatever I want. No, it It's like for us way. to do this right now, we've structured our day in a way. Mm. And that's the bit that I love that we can, you know, reveal on podcasts and stuff like that is that it comes across like it's, it's really chill. And it is, but we've structured it that way. Yeah, that's we've, right. We've balanced it. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't think we always acknowledge it. So I think there we go. I win the argument because it was about <laughs> it's acknowledging. Show, it's acknowledging. <laughs> I'll just edit you saying, I lose. <laughs> you lose. You have to find the eye from somewhere else. You just oh, sit. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> you <got me. laughs> that's going to be in the intro. Hey, everybody. I lose. <laughs> Nah, look, man, it's... it's but uh, this is good. I mean, debating yeah. is something that is... Uh, I'm so glad there's a podcast forum because, you know, you have to be so careful. You can't just go to the pub anymore mm. and say, debate religion, for instance, because you're yeah. going to offend so many people and it's going to get very serious very quickly. Yeah. Whereas, at least in a podcast, this is almost like the new safe space. Mm. Who would have thought that going on the web, on the web international 
website is your mm. safe space where you can pretty much say everything that you want to without being totally slaughtered but well, imagine you're saying yeah. you're debating these things in the workplace and someone listens in that disagrees with you they can go to hr and say hey i don't feel safe because yeah. they don't like people wearing brown pants for instance kind of thing and mm. it can get so blown out of proportion and that's a really interesting space we're in at the moment we're the most aware yet the most almost narrow-minded because we can point the finger at absolutely anything and yeah. anyone and because we're going to get offended. Well, I mean, that's another... Like me losing another, an argument today. No, you didn't lose. And I think <laughs> I lost because I don't really acknowledge everything like I say I do when I'm doing burpees. I'm just doing the damn burpees. <laughs> and we're just talking. We're just opening our mouth. It's not like this is pre-scripted. But what are we doing... If you think about it, if you take it really kind of deep like I tend to do, we are exploring. Yes. What happens when you explore? Well, you go and you sometimes find things. Yes. But what happens when you explore? You sometimes get lost. Yes. So we have to be okay with that. And like, I think that's an awesome statement. Yeah. Yes, we are. I, I liken ourselves to be explorers. Yeah. You know, mental explorers, spiritual explorers, physical explorers. If you see that as what the world that we live in, I think that's a really healthy way to, yeah. to look at it. Explore. I, I think it kind of picks up on something else we talked about over coffee was that everyone's like explore in life or, you know, uh, be open. And those are all cool sentiments until you realize that there's a dark side to them too. Like I just said it, you could get lost. But well, why does lost have to be a bad thing? Well, because. <laughs> you might starve you might get lost and never be found like there's plenty of explorers who it's kind of unlikely who didn't find something oh yeah a lot of people no perish. there's plenty like there's 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 20 million versions of indiana jones where the rock rolls over him that's why we liked indy because he made it that's what makes it cool is he found it he made it. He made it through all the booby traps. That's what the, I think that's what that's really saying. Yes. That the ultimate uh, reality was he was more likely to die for the insight. And I think that kind of makes me think two things. One, it's not bad if you don't want to explore and you just want to kind of like keep it safe. But you should know that the risk, I think the risk is worth it. Yes. The, the risk that you might, the risk that someone will find what we're saying wrong is worth it because we get to express ourselves yep. and at the moment where we can't where it's safer that Daniel and Will just shut the hell up and button it down mm. I think and talk about the, things everyone else is thinking the game's over yeah yeah, yeah. and that sucks and how boring is it too? yeah uh, I guess it, this is because we're shedding light onto the world well <laughs> this is all part of you the, just said you didn't want to <laughs> fix the world you said you felt guilty for oh, fixing I feel like the world. I fixed the world with this one podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot what I was going to say oh well uh, it's probably it's probably something deeper oh yeah no no it was oh yeah uh, exploring because we are, most of us, come from the um, point of view that you've only got one life to live in order to do this. So what if you were an explorer in, you know, in the early times, like Indiana Jones, who didn't make it? And what if when you died, you come back, you get reincarnated, you become another explorer, and you fail again, and then you get reborn again and become another explorer, and eventually you kind of succeed. So if you think about this life not just being you know just one and that reincarnation is as real as anything else 
because, I mean, personally, that's what I believe. Uh, I don't think this, we're just in one life. It doesn't mean you negate the life at all. It's like, you know, taking one class. You know, you can excel in that class or you can fail it. But mm. there's always another day. There's always another opportunity to, to learn and explore. And playing it safe in the fear that this is your one shot, this is, this is it kind of thing, that, that is a sad way to, mm. to view the world, I think. Well, you're limiting yourself because you're constantly living in fear. How about this to find a middle ground then? Live as if reincarnation is a mm. thing. Live as if you will get another shot somehow. Mm. Even if it's broken down into your stardust mm. will be something else one day. Mm. Then that's cool mm. because the overarching story might be that we did our little bit now and failed but the next one will you know life that is created will do its part mm. and eventually we will get there you know yeah okay daniel <laughs> what are we wrapping up with what is the learnings from our debate today you know what it's the journey not the destination we let's are... just let's just say we have no destination we've just made people come along this journey and they're going to take from it whatever they want you know what would be really cool mm. If you actually get some people from outside who are listeners to your podcast to actually ask questions or, mm. or pose some things to really chat about and give our own opinions to, wouldn't that right. be interesting? You know, it would also be really cool well, as if we had a live studio audience, but it was beanbags. It's just cockroaches and flies at the moment. <laughs> hey, uh, man. And Poppy. I don't even know where Poppy's she's gone. I think she's under the, under the chair, escaping um, the sun. Sell me what you do and how people can contact you if they just want to get on that Dan train. The Dan train. Oh, no, I'm, the only Dan train at, existing at the moment is with you, Will. I, come, I, I like coming and having a chat to you and debate and go off on tangents about thought processes. Yeah. The so next 10 years are going to be interesting, right? It will. Um, and hopefully, you know, we're gonna, we've got some ideas. We want to put some things out there. We're going to ask for some support at some stage but we don't do it lightly you know we're putting a lot of time and effort we want to do something good in the world something that we enjoy and that's what we're working towards and it's not fully formed yet yeah so stay tuned well hold on i just asked you to say yourself and you diverted cleverly you, you do, do music yeah oh, but come I'm, on I'm, I'm just, just isn't it public it is kind of i'm just kind of starting it one dan band the number one and dan band if you type that into YouTube, you'll see me there. I've got one song on there at the moment, which is more polished than my usual stuff. And I've got another one that I'm releasing next week. There so we go. if you care to, you know, delve into an overly saturated music market even further, you're welcome to try it. <laughs> I love how awkward you are with selling yourself. I know. Meanwhile, I hate it. it's shit. The, the other guy's like, hey, please subscribe. Tell your friends. Rate and review. No, no, no. Reverse psychology. Don't subscribe. Don't even listen to it. It's not worth it. <laughs> Yin and yang. No, I'm just Might gonna, have the opposite I'm just going to isolate that part <laughs> and send it to you. <laughs> this could be a promo for your show. Oh, dude, <laughs> Don't bother is... about tuning in. It's not worth it. <laughs> um, Try it. No one ever does that. No one ever says, don't give this any time of day. No, people do. It's just you've never heard about them because they've never gone viral when they've said, don't watch it. <laughs> uh, I don't want anyone to watch this and listen to it, Will. What's one thing that's blowing your mind? An insight, a learning, a, a, a heart learnt 
listen? I'm doing a lot of reflection at the moment and what keeps coming up is just when you're just open to everything coming at you the um, the situations that arise kind of out of the blue like today today was not planned mm. today was all about meeting up with you we're gonna have a look at some footage and we're gonna just have a general catch-up and then all of a sudden that led into our conversation mm. led in our little setup here led to us being given food by the um, yeah. cafe next door and and we were laughing at it you know here we are both trying to fast and the universe is throwing food at us mm. and we're thinking well is this a sign or is this a test you know and this is just exactly what life is isn't it it's like you can see it in a bad light or in a good light but either way isn't it colorful that's it it's an unintended <laughs> consequence that's it i think that's a great way to end it Boom. unintended consequences thank you for constantly yes, blowing my mind being someone in my life who just uh you know you you make me feel very hopeful Good. because you're someone who uh, i'd like to do more and more of this kind of stuff well this do, is what floats my boat yeah man. well and you, you you're always happy well no you're not always happy but you you give people you look at them you say hello you you, you want to connect maybe that's the best way mm. you want to connect and out of that comes something cool i mean you ha you seem to always have time for people when they ask for it i you know yeah, we won't be in touch and then i'm like hey should we do this and we do that and then it's not like it's not like we have time to do all this stuff but we have to make time sometimes, mm. eh, to to go on this journey together. And, and that's, man, that's the energy I pick up from you is that you just want <laughs> to find ways for us to be happy and, hmm. and content. And I want to be on that journey. And if it's podcasting, if it's sitting down and having a coffee, if it's, if it's singing music, if it's trying to deal with our own issues... Mm. You know that's cool, and sharing it, and hopefully like-minded people. You, you know, know that, that's like that's generous cool part. Bugger, you are. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining me, and thank you for, uh, yeah, just hanging out. Yeah, and remember, I won. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna edit that bit and play it right now. <laughs> One Dan band. Don't subscribe. Don't even listen to it. It's not worth it. <laughs> Do you want any other sound grabs? <laughs> awesome, man. That was great. That was a lot of fun. Awesome. Hot mark, hot mark, hot mark, hot mark, hot mark.